the talk shop. You're on the talk shop on SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. It's three minutes after seven. I'm Naledi Moloa with you till uh, nine o'clock. Let's just look at what we'll be getting up to in the next hour. I'll be speaking to Tsabang Makatla. He's the founder of the B28 movement. It's driven by creating habits of success amongst youth in particular. And it's established on the belief that if an individual does something consistently for 28 days, it becomes a habit. And Tsepang also believes that this is how you can break habits that you don't need to hang on to anymore as well. Uh, We'll be speaking to him. And then at uh, half past seven, I'll be speaking to Mklangani Simajong Olwana. I had a short chat with him on Saturday um, just to give us the details of how young people in Uppington or anywhere in the Northern Cape, in fact, can take advantage of, of the opportunity that he's offering. But we'll talk a little bit about it um, today in, in more detail. We're talking about the Desert Boot Camp. Uh, is, it's a five-day learning program that, in, that empowers young entrepreneurs to turn their ideas into viable, high-growth businesses. So looking forward to that discussion. 34701 to send in your SMSs. At 8 o'clock, I'll be speaking, well, I'll be speaking to you actually about firecrackers. The use of fireworks for celebrations is not, is not just religious, but ancient and it's global. Think of the opening of the Olympics in Beijing and the New Year's Eve at, at Sydney Harbour Bridge. So we're talking about rather than allowing the vocal minority to stop fireworks, shouldn't we be embracing them as one of the few things that all South African cultures enjoy? And should we not have educational campaigns perhaps on how to use uh, firecrackers instead of calling for their banning? Uh, They're not used all year round, so shouldn't pet owners make provision uh, for New Year's Eve and events like Guy Fawkes? Give us a call on 891 You can start sending your SMSs on that discussion immediately if you wish. That's 34701. Five minutes after seven, a musical interlude with uh, Brahim Masagela with Chilesha.
classic feel marks the festive season with a comprehensive December-January issue, featuring the talented voice behind Disney's Frozen, Edina Menzel, on the cover. We take an exploratory look at both local and international arts, music, design, fashion, and dance. Read our exclusive interviews with the prestigious ACT Lifetime Achievement Award winners, the elated winners of the UJ Dignitas Awards, and meet the young impact winners, hoping to make a difference in the arts world. Visit classicfield.ca.za for more information. Join us this Thursday for Top Billing's New Year's edition as Bernard Parker eyes his return from injury. Hoity Tulo feels nothing is impossible if your family loves you. Corsa Midway sensation La Duma Nkokolo is big news abroad. Spook Matambo's new film lands a global distribution deal. And with striker David Zulu out front, the AFCON Cup could be ours. Don't miss Top Billing this Thursday night at 8.30. Find it on 3. The Talk Shop. It's still, you're still on the Talk Shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. It's 13 minutes after 7 o'clock. I'm Naledi Molel. And uh, you're more than welcome to send your SMSs on 34701. And give me a call on 0891104207. I've got my list of New Year's resolutions. And I, I compared it to the list I made last year. And there are a few things that I could say I attempted to do, but the others are, you know, pretty much a photocopy of what I put down for last year. But I'm joined in studio by Tsepang Katla. He is the founder of the B28 movement, and he's here to talk to us about how you, you, you end up with a New Year's resolution list that looks completely different to the one you had the year before, and that's simply by building the right habits. Sapang, thank you so much for having for for joining us. Thank you, Naledi, and uh, um, good evening to everyone at home. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 excited and nervous at the same time. I mean, it's his birthday, and he's here in studio with me. A happy birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, and thank you for giving us your time. The B28 movement. Tell us about it. B28 movement. Um, the movement was founded in 2012. Um, it's based on a presupposition that, you know, it takes 21 days to create a habit, mm-hmm. consciously and it's scientifically proven. But then after 28 days, it's something that you start doing unconsciously. It becomes a, a part of you mm-hmm. in, in, in some form. So the reason why we started the PE28 movement is because we honestly, I, we got sick and tired of being compared to the genera- previous generations and being called the lost generations and all those things. And we are like the generation that is saying, you know what, we can do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. How about we start picking up where we are and, and start focusing on, our, on creating great futures for ourselves just by doing something and doing it in at least 28 days. Mm-hmm. At least 28 days. But for you to discover that that's, uh, that's something that actually could actually be done, you then had to try it because you can't come and tell us about, you know, building or breaking habits within 28 days if it's something that you haven't tried for yourself. Definitely, definitely. I've tried it. I've tried it a lot of times using different programs. I've got lots of failures on it, lots of successes as mm-hmm. well. I'll make an example. Um, one simple story. Tsapang is a person that was drinking for over 12 years, drinking and smoking, mm. and he got onto the program um, that he created. Drinking himself. and smoking for over 12 years? Yeah. But you look like you are 24. <laughs> I'm 28. <laughs> I'm 28. <laughs> okay. I'm 28. Okay. And I can tell you, I was, I was being naughty, yes, mm. at a very young age. Um, so you started drinking and smoking at what age? 
around 16. 16, 16 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do. But, you know, when you get caught up in the in the mix of what's happening around you as a young person and you are not actually firm about where you want to be and where you want to drive your, your life to, it becomes a big challenge because you end up being absorbed in all these small things around you. So 12 years of drinking and smoking, I quit. I don't want to lie. I quit. And there were times where I actually relapsed. Mm. Because I, I I did not know at that time that, you know, it is it is a conscious decision that I have to take myself and it's a responsibility that I have to put on myself to actually be able to implement the program. Yeah. So so what I do with B twenty eight is I share the tools of what is it that you can do to actually get yourself to change. How do you refine the the actual triggers that get you to actually uh start craving your your, your basics, your drinking and smoking, that's on changing habits and on creating new habits, how do you actually use the resources that you have? Because everyone across the world has done something that they have achieved and they were good at. Mm. So I help you actually utilize those resources that made you become good at that one thing in all the other areas of your life. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. And you and you focus specifically on young people. Um, my my primary target, mm-hmm. my primary target is young people. Mm. But I've realized that you know. Um, what we need to do is we need to be able to bridge the gap between the adults and, and the children. And it's hard to actually convince a young person who doesn't have um, people that are actually leading the, the way uh, for them. Mm. So what I do is in my programs lately, I've been infusing that, bringing in a lot of adults to be able to show light to, to young people. This is, a, I mean, it starts off for you. You just really wanted to quit drinking and smoking and you thought, you know, if I could do it in that space of time and, and break habits that I'd had for, you know, you say 12 years, then then you decided that you'd then share it with everybody else. How far has that gone? How many lives do you say you've been able to touch? Um, I've, I've touched a lot of lives. Yeah. I've touched a lot of lives, but I cannot, I cannot say that all the lives that I've touched have actually changed. Okay. Because one thing that we need to know is that change is our individual responsibility. I can give you all the tools. I can sing throughout the year, give you every single coaching tool that I've learned in my life, all the things that I've experienced. But the responsibility is with the individuals. Mm. right? So I can tell you, I've got a few young people that I'm mentoring now currently, about uh, 15 now that I've been off these things that are actually getting into this co- coaching space and all that. But then there's, there's a lot more mm. that I've actually interacted and touched with. And do you think that the, the, the concept of being able to break habits in 28 days can work with even bigger addictions? I mean, drinking and smoking, yes, addictive. Um, smoking, very addictive. Uh, but now we have problems of, you know, nyaope, your, your, all these drugs in our communities. Can the concept work uh, in, in those kind of situations? You know... Um, when when I started when I started with the movement, I had the presupposition. I thought that change actually happens in 21 days yeah. or in 28 days. But what I've learned is that change happens in an instant. The minute the person takes a decision to say, you know what, from now on, going on forward, that is this is where I want to start owning my space. This mm-hmm. is I want to reown me. And what happens is that once you've made that decision and you consciously take the program or go through the program yourself or develop the program for yourself because it's not about me coming to you physically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so once you start doing that, it becomes an ingrained thing in you. And you know the challenge of, of drug abuse, like I always say, is that the people that are abu- abusing those drugs see themselves as drug addicts. And mm-hmm. immediately when you say I'm a drug addict, it's part of your identity. 
it's part of you. So you must be able to first view yourself as a drug user because that thing you found here on earth, you're probably going to leave it here on earth for all the other people that want to engage in it. So if you can separate it from your identity, it becomes easier and you become more resourceful in actually dealing with it. Mm. So Separating it from your identity. Yeah. It happens in a... St- I, I tested, I remember testing that theory of yours and um, you and I went off to a drug rehabilitation center. I obviously can't mention which one. And we spoke to some of the um, coaches at the drug rehabilitation center, and 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 she really she really tried to take you on with this 28 day challenging. But you found a few similarities in your approach and the approach that they they use as well. Tell yeah. us about those. Yes, um, definitely. The approach that they use, their primary program is 28 days mm-hmm. because it's based on the same presupposition but the question is is not the the issue of resources it's resourcefulness mm. their coaching program is structured in such a way that they keep you here you stay for 28 days clean but then what they're not dealing with is the actual triggers that get the person to actually smoke that's why they the, they always say that the people after 28 days will relapse obviously if you get into an environment that was influencing you to actually um what is uh, with the same mindset mm. that actually got you to take in the drugs when you get back into that space without having been able to refine or reframe the triggers that actually do make you do that, you actually end up doing it again. So that's that's where the difference is with my program and what they have. Mm-hmm. And I don't do an in house program because I want you to be more resourceful within the space that you live in. Yeah, and you've had quite a successful year. I mean, you you spoke uh, at an event where you were able to reach 150 delegates. Let's talk about your year. Uh, highlights of 2014 for the young and 28 years old today, Sir Bang Yeah, 20, uh, 20, 28, 28. I must say 20, 2014 was one of the greatest years in my life. Mm. First, February, uh, January, January won an award, most innovative project for 2014 with BE28. Oh, wow. February, Raymond Ackerman Young Leaders Engagement, Young, young, young Speech essay contest budding speaker of the oh year multi choice uh, change driver uh, selection as well sure. um yeah activate now I'm, p- I'm part of the activate stuff now oh wow yeah, as a, as a for those that don't know what activate yeah. is activate is a network of young people from across the whole of south africa from all the political spectrums um from all rural and uh urban areas that are united by one thing bringing change across the whole country yeah. so th- there's that um, I've done a few uh, radio interviews I've been on big platforms I'm coaching the, 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 the um, Condoleezza Military v- uh, Veterans Association of Johannesburg I mean it's it's awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't know it, but he he coaches me too because every <laughs> once a week he sends me you know something to think about via WhatsApp. So he'll share some of his views with you as well. Three four seven zero one to send in SMSs if you have questions or thoughts that you'd like to share with Sepang. Stay with us. You're on the talk shop. Welcome to Evoke, the all-new lifestyle magazine from the SABC, and discover a side to the SABC you need to know. With a feature on Generations actors Connie Ferguson and Rapolani Sepemo, where they get into the juicy details of the much-anticipated new generations, breaking on the 1st December at 8pm. We chat to Tando Tabete on her exciting gig at 5FM and get under her skin on her entry into the world of beauty. Find the stories you want to know and more. At Evoke, the all-new online lifestyle magazine by the SABC. Read it at sabcevoke.co.za The amazing Specsavers summer promotion is now on. Get a free pair of single vision prescription sunglasses up to the value of 2,100 rand. 
That's right, free prescription sunglasses. To get yours, simply purchase an eye test and prescription spectacles. Offer ends 31 January 2015. Season C apply. Specsavers for affordable eye care and a whole lot more. After receiving wide criticism for their lack of ruthlessness in the past and their batting and fielding, the protesters will want proof that their ODI performances do not make them a lesser side of the Test cricket. Catch South Africa's protesters as they look to stop a West Indies onslaught in the second Test to be played at St George's Park in Port Elizabeth. Keep yourself abreast by making a date with your favourite station from the 26th to the 30th of December 2014 between 10am and 6pm. The Talk Show. You're still on the talk shop. It's 24 minutes after 7. I'm Naledi Moleo and you're tuned to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Still in conversation with Tabang Mokata. He is the founder of the BE28 movement that really uh, encourages, to, to, encourages us to break uh, a bad habits and to build new and better habits in the space of 28 days. Focus specifically on young people in, and and. And, and one of the things that he mentioned before the break is that he's passionate about is building networks between young people that are trying to make a change of some sort in their own community. So this is a, a young, the kind of young men that we see running around our country today. You can only imagine what the plans are for the year that comes afterwards. What's your, what's your plan for South Africa's 21st year? You know, I, I don't even know where to start. Mm. It's, it's, it's going to be an awesome year. Um, we've got a brand that we've just came up with called Success is My Only Option, which is also going to be the book cover, which is also going to be um, like on every single space. You know, what drives us as, as BE28 is that we are all powerful beyond measure mm-hmm. as people. That's one thing that we need to know, that we are all masters of our own ethnic destiny. And if, if we have a clearly defined purpose, and that's if, that's that that's simplified what is it that you want mm. when I'm talking about a clearly defined purpose because I don't want you to go and say I'm going to or go on a journey to find myself and all these things <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's okay I'm, there's some words that I can say on it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so so yeah that's that's it you must have a clearly defined I purpose I know which word you want and, to yeah. use <laughs> and absolute faith in yourself yeah. again absolute faith in yourself then you know that success is your only option. That, mm. is, what is, that is what is driving P28 from now on and, and going on into the future. So we've got a brand of T-shirts that is also coming out. Um, I'll leave my contact details with you so that you can get more on, on that. Um, our website is also being launched now mm-hmm. officially this year. Um, yeah, the book is coming soon. Mm-hmm. The book is coming soon. Um, I don't want to put a date on that. My publisher is probably angry at me now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to put a date on that, but the book is also coming soon. So 2014, it's, it's besides the work that we are doing internally, I, I believe that it's a year of collaboration. Mm. I mean, there are so many organizations out there that are doing great things, radio as well. We, it's a medium that we, start, we, should need, we need to start utilizing to actually change the lives of our, our, in, our young people mm. and the environment as well. Because, mm. you know, I've, I've realized that we have so much potential, especially in the, the young leaders in your, your music industry and, and all these spaces, to actually change the perceptions that our young people have. I mean, yeah. if, if a young person person is still entitled and fighting for an RDP house in our generation. Ish. What kind of a future does that Ish. person have? Yeah. Oh, so those are the things that I think we need to start changing. Mm. And again, our, our education system, you know, 
the, the biggest challenge with our education system is not necessarily the curriculum or the teachers or the system. It's how we change the mindsets of our students as well. Because that's one thing that we never speak about. We always blame the teachers, the teachers, it's the government, the textbooks mm. and all those things. But in, within all that chaos, there's always the, the youngsters that actually rise above the challenges. Because their mindset is different. Exactly, their right. mindset is different. How do we teach our young people to actually have winning mindsets? Mm. So that's also one of the things that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing a whole lot of uh, programs with high schools this year. And yeah, it's, it's something that is starting from now in January as so. well. Okay, well, give me a few tips, Tabang, because, you know, as I said, you, the, the the list of New Year's resolutions looks pretty much the same as it did last year. Yeah. Um, habits need to be kicked. For somebody who's saying, I'd like to quit smoking, someone else is saying, I'd like to you lose, you know, five kilograms, whatever it may be, what are some of the tips that we should be thinking about as we um, continue with that mission in that 28 days? You know, for, for, for one to actually get to move to where they actually achieve their resolutions, they must, they must have their resolutions framed properly, mm. like their goals structured properly within themselves. The first question is, what is it that you want? And it must be stated in a positive manner. I mean, if you say, I don't want to be fat, for example, the, the, the instruction that your mind understands is, is fat. Mm-hmm. That's it. Your unconscious mind, your subconscious mind doesn't think in positive or negative. It thinks directly. So you must be able to say that, you know what, I want to have a healthy lifestyle, rather, right? So you must be specific to say what you want, stated in a positive manner. And immediately once you've gotten that, you must be able to state the reasons why you want what you want. Mm. Why do you want what you want? Because sometimes you find that the, the goal is shaped in a positive manner, but the underlying reason is negative. Ah. So what that does is that it makes you settle in your com- in your in your little discomfort that you have, and you don't you don't get to actually move. I mean, every single decision that we make, we make because of two things: you need to move away from pain, and you need to find pleasure. So what happens is that when your goals are set in a negative manner, your mind puts you in a comfort zone mm. where you can't actually move yourself out of it. So that's that's one thing that you need to look at before you start thinking about saying. This is my uh, my resolution for the year. I'll make an example. Um, for me to get to a point where I quit, I, I stopped thinking I want to stop smoking and drinking. I said I want to have a healthy lifestyle. What did I do? I started running, started exercising and all those things. And I can tell you, all the people that start running the, the, the 10K marathons quit smoking because your, your, your body can't handle it mm. if you are smoking and you are running that mm. much. You check. So that's, that's what actually happened. Mm. That's what actually got me to actually shift from from drinking and smoking. You replace that habit with another one. With a, with a better and more fulfilling habit to right. yourself. Ah, I can imagine there's some guilty ears listening <laughs> right now, feeling like, oh man, he's making us feel so bad. So if we need that encouragement, Tabang, how do we get a hold of you? To get hold of me, um, my email address is tabangmokhatla mm-hmm. at yahoo.com. Okay. Yeah, name and surname at yahoo.com. My cell number is 076-375-1759. And I've also got a page on, on Facebook. It's called Success is My Only Option by Tsapam Mukhata. I've got a company page, which is BE28 Movement, um, Yeah, on Facebook as well. You can follow me on Twitter, Tsapang, FWF, meaning faith without fear, mm-hmm. which is what you must have in yourself. Mm-hmm. Tsapang, FWF, on Twitter and also on Instagram. Yeah. That's the content. Okay, so the email address again, yahoo.com. The number to call is 076-375-1759. That number again, 076-375-1759.
Abudaka, have yourself a happy, happy birthday, what's thank left you. of it anyway. And thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you. Thank you to the listeners at all. You're on Talk Shop on SAFM. The Talk Shop.
that's Mafigizolo with Emla Njini. Such a stunning love song. And, uh, you know, you, you, you listen to their music and you think about just the transformation that Mafigizolo has had with uh, Kona and the other songs that they released uh, quite recently. But still an always authentically African and South African sounds that they offer us. 0891104207 if you'd like to take part in our discussion uh, after 8 o'clock. We'll be talking about fireworks asking should fireworks go uh the use of fireworks for celebrations is 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 something that uh we can link back to so many celebratory events like the olympics and new year's eve um but rather than allowing a vocal minority to stop fireworks shouldn't we just be embracing them as one of those things that is going to happen just once a year or twice a year at Guy Fawkes. Uh, this is, of course, in response to um, around the 6th of November, the city of Cape Town suggesting that uh, fireworks should be banned. What are your thoughts? Should we be banning fireworks? Or should pet owners just really uh, make means? Because it is just one day on the 31st of December when uh, when we all need to then have our fun and see the lights. Give us a call, 891 I'll start taking your calls at 5 past 8, uh, but you're more than welcome to send in your SMSs already. Uh, send those SMSs to 34701. That number again is 34701. It's an interesting discussion, especially because depending on what community you live in, Depending on what environment you live in, you may have a different <laughs> outlook on this. When I was speaking to Lisekho, my producer, just before we went on air, and she asked me what my view is, and I said, you know, I really can't imagine myself ever being able to enjoy fireworks because I grew up in the township. And so, in the township, you didn't have a choice whether or not you heard what was happening next door because everybody lived in a matchbox and you can hear everything that's happening right next door to you. And sometimes you're really having a quiet day in December and then boom, you know, there goes off a cracker and, you know, children were injured. And it's just, for me, it really wasn't something that I enjoyed. But is it something that we should get rid of just because a select few of us don't really take to fireworks? 0891104207. Um, to say to give us a call and send in your SMSs to three four seven zero one. So on Saturday I had a three minute chat with Mlanganisi Majongolwana. We spoke about the uh, Desert Startup Boot Camp that will be kicking off next year. He is the co-founder of the boot camp and he joins us on the line now. Mlanga, good evening to you. Hey. Mlanga, are you there? Yes, I am. How oh, are you doing? Hello. Uh, there you are. There you are. Are you well? Yes, I am. I'm a little tired um, from the road, but I'm alive. I can't Yes, explain. you did tell me that you were driving to Durban. Uh, so thank you for giving us your time, even though you're so tired. Msanga, for those that weren't listening on Saturday, what is the Desert Startup Boot Camp? Well, so basically the thinking behind it is as follows. Um, we, we identified the need to create an ecosystem of startup young, startup entrepreneurs in provinces where there's none. So, for instance, you'll see there's a very big culture, at least there's a burgeoning culture of entrepreneurship in your big, big city centers, Cape Town, Durban, Johannesburg, to a certain extent, PE, in the smaller metros. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. In, in places like, 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 like the Northern Cape, mm. like the Northwest, or whatever the case may be. And the thinking there is, how do you first 
catalyze a movement of young startup entrepreneurs. Secondly, create a network of entrepreneurs that are plugged into each other and connected to each other, right. and then plug them into a national network of entrepreneurs, a national network of markets, but also looking at how we can create markets from these provinces. Um, so that's the thinking behind the Startup Bootcamp. So it's our five-day Startup Bootcamp where we sit down, look at basic business concepts that we can work on, help young people work with their, with their, their, their business plan, but also look at how we connect young people with business coaches from around the country, from these established centers. Because once you have that network, you have an ongoing support network that can only grow leaps and bounds from there. Mm. And and tell us about who's coaching some of these young entrepreneurs then. So the the nice thing that we've done is that we've made it a voluntary sort of um, uh, coaches come in and they volunteer. So there are a couple of coaches that we have currently that are with Silicon Cape that are that are open to to, to coaching. I myself will be coaching one of the sessions. Mm. Um, I hope I deliver some value. Or, or, I'm sure um, you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, my co-founder Sam, who has also been a coach on Startup Weekend, which is one of the big, big Startup Weekends around the country, and in fact one of the big entrepreneurship calendar events around the country and the world, actually. Uh, and and she's bringing that experience that vast experience with herself to this space. Other coaches are coming in voluntary, so, so voluntarily. So that's the one thing that we're really happy about, that a lot of people have expressed interest and said, hey, I know you guys aren't paying me for it, but I'd like to, to participate. I think it's a great initiative, and I'd like to take part in it, and we're very happy about that. Mshanga, mm. you've had quite a busy year. Um, at the beginning of this year, as we were going towards our elections, you... Uh, you worked with Nkulu Freyheid. Some of the work you did was to travel around the country and really educate young people on governance and, and elections and that sort of thing. And then you went off to the U.S. and you and you and you did some time there um, in Washington D.C. learning about leadership and African leadership. Just you'll remind me of what the, of what the name of the program was there. Why was this the startup boot camp such an important for a project for you to start up? Okay. Um, the, the program that you mentioned earlier is the Washington Fellowship, the Yali Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just a quick by the by with regards to that project. I think the one thing that I learned from that whole experience was that there's, there's so much that African youth are doing on the African continent. We are just not plugged into each other. So, so, so that in itself meant that there's a gap for one to come in and plug in. To, to, to the work that young people are doing. And, um, and, um, and I was lucky enough to spend some time in Silicon Valley and work in Silicon Valley as well, where, where, all, where we all know that it's, 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 it's sort of like the home of entrepreneurship, yeah. the home of startups, the home of Facebook, the home of Google, and every big company that you know currently mm. in the world. So I have an opportunity to interact with those people, work with an investment capital firm, look at what venture capitalists look at when they invest in a small startup, and that, for me, sort of catalyzed or at least sparked an idea in terms of, look, a lot of the times we say we want companies to be investor-ready, but no one's really taking the initiative to get them investor-ready. So how do we go about doing that? And then I looked at it, and I was like, look, I come from the Northern Cape. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually drove back to Cape Town from Uppington. I come from Uppington. Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of a lot of the young people I grew up with, if they're not employed, are unemployed and are unemployable. Mm. Uh, entrepreneurship entrepreneurship for most of them is is a scapegoat to from 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 sort of utter poverty. So so how do we how do we make entrepreneurship an option that's viable, but also an option that young people opt into without having to be pressured by 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 their social economic standing currently. And that was my thinking. We want to create, and that's my vision, mm. I would really like to create an ecosystem of rural entrepreneurs that are plugged into the national ecosystem, in fact, in the, into a global ecosystem. Now, lady, currently um, in the Northern Cape, when you drive through, through places like Katu, mm. you will see that there's a mall and a housing complex built every single day. So there's development, mm. there are minerals. But why is it that about 300,000 people leave the province every single year. Mm. Um, why can we not exploit those opportunities? And the, the answer is simple. We're not equipped to exploit those opportunities, but we also don't have the support network. So I think the, the Silicon Valley experience, which in itself showed me the value of a network, is what I'd like to replicate uh, in one way or another when it comes to creating this rural ecosystem of entrepreneurs. We're looking to do this in the Northern Cape. Our pilot is going to be in the Northern Cape. Um, in April, but we, 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 so God willing, once we, we, we were running and we're running efficiently and effectively as a team, looking to, to take it to other provinces that are not necessarily um, recognized and supported in terms of entrepreneurial work. Mm. Sana, you talk about some of the young people that you grew up around and you said that, you know, if they're not employed, then they're unemployed and unemployable. But you know, there's development in the area, yet entrepreneurs are not taking advantage of those opportunities. How are you going to equip them in only five days? Maybe break down the the program for that five days for me. Okay. So firstly, I must admit, and I must say that you cannot equip someone over a period of five days. Mm. That is absolutely impossible. So what we have currently is a is a baseline program it looks at how we can get a viable business plan going. Introductory lectures, lectures on important elements that you need to know to launch a business, because that's important. Things like market validation. So if you're starting a business, you need to be able to know who are the people that are going to buy your products, how do you go about speaking to those people, the research that is there that you need to do. And these are the small things and the small questions that people don't ask people themselves or ask young entrepreneurs to go through and don't mentor young entrepreneurs to go through. Um, the opportunity for them to interact with business leaders, currently we're having a chat with, with a couple of, of, of famous business leaders around the country looking at how do we create a mental relationship beyond the five days. Mm. So five days will be an intense working program that works to, 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 to ensure that we at least have a minimum, in entrepreneurship speak, we call it minimum viable product. So something that you can take to market to test so that to see whether people are actually uh, open to it. But also it's a, it's a chance to practice pitching. Um, I pitch to you every day. You know this. I pitch to you, <laughs> you every do. day. I'm like, now, lady, I have this. Uh, I think people would be interested. What do you think? And you're like, yeah, this is cool, but okay, no, no, not now. Go mm. away. Type of thing. <laughs> you make me sound terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is the greatest ever. Go so, on. Go on. <laughs> so, 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 
unlike unlike myself that has an opportunity to pitch ideas and pitch ideas to people that can pass them off, we don't have that network amongst those people. So this startup bootcamp gives people the opportunity to pitch those ideas, networking with those fellow entrepreneurs and business leaders, and also an opportunity to make business partners. You and I, the, the times the times we met was an opportunity to say, hey, Naleti, I, I like what you're doing, the work that you're doing with this. And you're like, I like your work. Let's have a chat. And that's how the relationship goes. Mm. And this is how in, how startups grow and how, how access to markets grow. When someone says, hey, I have a product. I want to, to market this product. I want to sell this product. How do I get it out there? And someone's like, hey, I know someone who needs your solution right. to their problem. And, 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 and that's the thinking behind it. Mm. But post-program as well, what we've put together is a very strong link between ourselves as the organization, the Startup Bootcamp organizing team, our mentors that come into that space to keep that contact with those young people. Once we, we ensure, and obviously the program will go to a bigger program, a more sustainable program in the long run. This, as we would say in, 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 in business terms, is our minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got an SMS that's come through, uh, but you're more than welcome to send in yours if you have one as well. We're speaking to Mlanganisi Madlangolane, the co-founder of the Desert uh, Startup Bootcamp that is going to be uh, giving a five-day learning program to young entrepreneurs in Uppington in uh, in the Northern Cape. 34701 to send in your SMSs. Give me a call as well on 891 Terence Brink in Kimberley says, are you going to be working with, he spelt it N-I-D-A, but I'm guessing he's talking about the N-Y-D-A. Are you going to be working with the N-Y-D-A? You know, Naledi, um, I was actually just up in the Northern Cape, as I've mentioned earlier, and we were speaking to to, to, to agencies like the Small Enterprise Development Agency, mm. CEDA, and they've expressed interest in sitting down and, and having a conversation with us and looking at how they can support us. We are currently reaching out to all agencies. The one thing that we that we are open to is to having conversation with agencies, sitting down and looking at how we can partner. Because the the more we, we work together as people that have interests within these provinces, I think the better program we can run. And also once young people own the program, it's much more sustainable. So we are open to that. And in fact, this is a call to the NYDA to maybe get in touch with us. We we are open to having these conversations with anyone that we haven't had these conversations with, but do rest assured that we are having conversations with all stakeholders. I've been having a conversation with the Northern Cape Youth Chamber of Commerce, Mm. um, which was recently launched, which I think is a brilliant move, looking at getting young people into entrepreneurship and organizing young people within those spaces. And we've been having those conversations, so we're open to having conversations with everyone. Is there a keenness from young people in the communities that you're targeting? Uh, It's been tough. It's been tough. the one thing I think I think the one thing that the biggest challenge is access, obviously, to internet, especially for young people that are working on on on, on businesses. Um, there's very little support for them currently. Um, applications have been trickling in. Uh, the funny thing, though, is is that there's been interest from spaces outside of the Northern Cape as well. So mm. someone from Mafit Gang, we've been having applications from Mafit Gang. Applications from Tabanchu in the Free State, um, applications from Cape Town, applications from Stellenbosch, even the Republic of the Western Cape is <laughs> on, on, yeah. on getting involved. And, and, and so there has been interest. 
I think the worrying part here, and which is which is what I'm going to be honest about, mm. is not so much from young people from the Northern Cape. And this is why we we are utilizing these platforms. There are people from the Northern Cape that are that are doing it, and the, the companies that are there are absolutely brilliant ideas. So the one guy, and I'll make an example. The one guy says he's an engineer, he's an electrical engineer, he's a young person. Mm. He's been working, he's been working bit parts consulting the electrical engineer, but she wants to put this into a full-scale business model. Mm. These are the scale skills that we always complain about um, that are not there. Right. So how do we hone those skills? So we are motivated and buoyed by the fact that people are applying. The rate of applications is slow, so we will be blitting people when they come back from their happy days, you know? Yeah, maybe it's a happy day time, and that's a reason. But still, I mean, it's that's an excuse. Tabang Mokata was here, and I was chatting to him earlier about his movement, B28. And this is a young man who's 28 years old. It's his birthday today. It is happy time, but, you know, the work still has to be done. Why do you think you've got young people, specifically in the Northern Cape, that are just... You know, not so keen on 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 being self-starters. I, I wouldn't say young people are not keen on being self-starters. I think um, the one thing that we what we must realize, and I'm a typical typical example of that. When I grew up, when I was growing up in the Northern Cape, the the narrative was always you must get out of here. Ah. You you must get out of here, and you must. Go do something else. The world is bigger. And the world is bigger, by the way. That is a sentiment I do still carry. Mm. But um, the, 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 the underlying sentiment there is in that you cannot get anything done here. So that's why we've seen the exodus of, 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 of young people who mm. are self-started, of young people who are self-sustaining, running to other provinces. Uh, running makes it such a bad thing. <laughs> but go, going to other provinces and looking for other opportunities. So, 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 so the people that are in the province are people that are working within that space. I think there's a greater need of support that is needed, and that is why we are looking at these models, looking at how do we support young people that are in the province, young people that are working for the province, young people that are immediately benefiting the province themselves. Mm. So I think, I think, I think it's, it's, it's false to say young people from the Northern Cape and a lot of rural provinces are not uh, self-starters. I do think that there's a greater level of support that is needed for young mm. people from, mm. from, from, from rural provinces because of the lack of support that, that's permeated over the years. Are there so, plans so Mshanga, to move to other provinces once you, you feel you've done, you know, or, you, or you've set up a base in Uppington? Definitely, definitely. Uh, and I must, I must mention that we are biased to, to rural economies currently. Good work. So I am, I am, I am courting and flirting with with the Free State. I'm flirting with the Northwest. Mm-hmm. I'm flirting with the Eastern Cape, um, and, and I'm flirting with Mpumalanga and Limpopo, mm-hmm. because those are those are uh, economies that are left out, but that could contribute so much more to the economic growth of our country, especially the most at-risk um, age group of young people in this country of about 15 to 35. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there are plans to move into that. Um, Obviously, looking at resource availability, but this is a long-term thought process. This is our start. And in fact, Sipang is a, is a gentleman that I know myself, and I'm going to use his terms that we're starting a movement, you know, and it's a movement that we're gonna that we're gonna that we're gonna take forward, I guess. Mm. You're a well-connected young man, huh? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're open for applications already. 
so if I'm a young entrepreneur, I am in the Northern Cape, what do I need to do? What are you looking for in, 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 in the young entrepreneurs that enroll, uh, firstly? And secondly, how do we go about doing that? Okay. So basically, we're looking for smart young entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to have a running business per se currently, but you have to have a business idea that you're willing to pursue. So one thing that, 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 we, that we don't tell people that entrepreneurship is a hard job, a lady. It's, mm. it's, it's a hard craft. And we're looking for people that are passionate, passionate about their craft, passionate about their ideas, passionate about connecting with people and growing those ideas. That's the one thing that we're looking for. And those bold ideas that we have, um, that we're looking at. So you've launched a business or you might just have an idea. Okay. Um, we don't care whether you have formal business training or not. Uh, and whether you, we don't care whether it's a product or a service, but we'd like the idea to be one that's viable. Young people under the age of 35, so 18 to 35 year old, young people that are self-starters and are able to work with this, people from the Northern Cape. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 and this is, this is, this is once again that bias of ours is that we want those rural economies. We would like to branch out and we will branch out into the other provinces, but we would encourage young entrepreneurs from the Northern Cape to apply, um, driven, uh, committed young people and, and, and young people that are looking to work with us. So if you want to apply, our applications are still open mm-hmm. and we are on www.desertbootcamp.org. Okay, and that's all that. one word? Yes, desertbootcamp.org. It's all one word. And if you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at desert underscore bootcamp. Okay. At desert underscore bootcamp. Um, and I'll repeat all of those details as soon as we come back from the news. And Clana, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you very much, madam. Enjoy the rest of the day. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll do. And is the co-founder of the uh, Desert Startup Bootcamp. I'll give you the details uh, again when we return from the news. If you'd like to take part of, if you'd like to take advantage of that opportunity and you are in the Northern Cape. It's 8 o'clock though and Greg Hoss has your news.